team, Ropod Scott Todd, coming at you live, hot, coming in hot, coming in hard. This just got pornographic. Anyway, um, it's my birthday month, so thank you for everyone for the birthday wishes. I really do appreciate it. Um, including Happy you, Happy future birthday. It's your birthday. I've got like three weeks. I don't have to wish you happy birthday yet. You do have three weeks. That's right. First day of summer, longest day of the year, oftentimes Father's Day is when my birthday is. Not this year. You guys will know. No, not Father's Day this year. That's correct. It's a Thursday. A Thursday. Anyway. A Thursday. Um, Thursday. Right. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty now. I'm sitting in a hot closet upstairs level mm. of my estate here. I got um, some diet do with me. Oh, you're a lucky man. I should have brought a bevy. Should have brought a bevy, but I didn't. So here we are. What are you going to do about it? Anyway, um, a lot to cover this week. A lot to cover. Name Your Price is back. Everyone's favorite new game show. Um, I got to see if I can remember what that acronym I wrote down stands for. Let's hope you can. It's a trademark. Um, and then, of course, we had a, we'll have a keto update later on in the show. And some other stories. But as always, until probably next week, will probably be the last one. Well, no, because in the draft, we're right on the corner. But we're going to kick off the show. NBA season, NBA season, don't stop. Yeah, a little bit of NBA talk. Uh, the finals are going on. Game three tomorrow night. Uh, the new format is game, and then seven and a half days off, and then the next game, <laughs> and then nine days off. So well, they got to have a like... travel day in there, plus another four days of yeah. rest. Plus three rest days. Three, three rest days. So we've only well, covered two one, games. It's one on six, so LeBron needs his rest. Yeah, this is true. Um, as of the last pod, one week ago, we had the final set, but the first game was two days after we last recorded. So we've had game one, we've had game two. Golden State, of course, won both of them, although game one was much closer than anyone could have possibly anticipated. So give me your, your uh, thoughts, your initial thoughts on the finals thus far, and then we'll obviously get into what happened at the end of game one in a little more detail. Uh, so Cavs should have won game one. Like, Clearly. Warriors got lucky times. that they didn't win, basically. Agreed. Between George Hill and JR, which we'll discuss later. Yes. Um, I mean, that first game, I know you don't like LeBron, but it's fucking amazing. 51-11-8, and eight, I believe, was his line. Yeah. Something like that. Or maybe it was 51 8 and 8. I think the 11 I mean, was la- last He was night, or two pretty ago. great the second game, but much less efficient. Right. I don't know if it was like <laughs> just overwhelming sadness after the <laughs> loss of the first game. Could be. Could be. Didn't listen um, to his breakup play- playlist mix on his yeah, CD player. But... but I mean, I don't know. Ne- the Warriors were rolling in game two. Steph Curry hit the most threes in a finals game he yeah. sort of caught fire once he does that I mean he made the one the cl- the shot clock was expiring he threw up a prayer and of course it swished right he bounced it, it off his 40 off his feet hip. in the air and yeah he was at least six seven feet behind the three-point line and just chucked and it up and he did a couple of the uh, pass run behind the guy and then pass it back to him corner three shots he did he did on at least two that I saw a move that I love and that Really, only Steph Curry can do, and one I remember was on a kind of the side, almost near the baseline. He shot it, and when it was at its peak arc, he just turned and started running the other way. Like he was so sure it was going in, 
Yeah. He didn't bother to watch it. He didn't bother to, you know, run in for a rebound, which you're taught from the second you start playing ball as a kid. He shot it. was halfway through the shot process. He's like, yep, that's good. I'm going to start running back the other way. <laughs> Have you didn't seen that swaggy P clip when he paid, played for the Lakers yes, where he shoots yes. a three from the top of the key, turns around, he turns and it around. bricks? <laughs> yeah. It's the most swaggy piece shot in the world. It was. He did not shoot well either in game two, by the way. I've been following the swag, sir. Yeah, yeah that's a classic. Been kind of, uh, it's been that's more, a classic. In the, uh, more in the P <laughs> than the A. Yeah, game. that's a, whoa. That's a classic, uh, that's a classic gif is swaggy chucking it up and turning to be like, yeah, I think he even puts out the, the three <laughs> he fingers. He puts his hands out wide. Like, yeah, I just like, and then he took, looks over his shoulders like, oh shit. <laughs> it would have been much funnier if it was like an air ball. I think it kind of bounced around the rim a little bit, but he still no, missed it. No, it hit off the rim the, for sure. <laughs> that's the funniest part about it. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, LeBron's been amazing, but as we said, it's LeBron, Kevin Love, and then like a ragtag else. band of misfits. So before we get to the... Versus like four all-stars. Yes, and a decent bench, even though Iguodala's has been out, although I think rumors he's going to be back for game three. But yeah, he's before listed we get as to... questionable, I think. I think it's up to probable now, if I saw oh. the scroll correctly. But yeah, I think he'll play. Probably limited minutes, 12 to 15 minutes. But before we get to the end of game one, I wanted to ask you, since you were talking about LeBron and clearly your love affair with LeBron, which is... I don't love him. He's just... Dude, only to counteract my hatred. fucking amazing. Um, the... Oh, I, I heard a discussion this morning about this concept of, you know, let's say it's a sweep or it's a five-game win for the dubs. And let's say... You know, obviously Steph had a great game too, set the record. He's he's scored pretty well in both games. I mean, you know, for any normal player, it's been outstanding. He's averaging 31 points or whatever it is. But let's say he continues that and he finishes the series averaging, you know, somewhere between 28 and 34 points, you know, 8 to 10 assists, and he probably doesn't get much in the way of rebounds. And, you know, shoots 60% from three. surprisingly, like, for his size, he does. But, I think but not, not worth Probably mentioning. four or five a game. Yeah, not worth mentioning in this line. Not so, like okay, double five, digits, but whatever. Five rebounds a game. So let's say he goes, you know, if he were 31, Russell 9, and 5. have like 20 a game. Well, it's because no one else can touch the ball. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he, I think he's probably as good a rebounder as Russell Westbrook. Maybe a slight tick down, so. Right. So, anyway, so let's say he ends up with a 31, 9, and, and 5 kind of a line. Um, 9 being, of course, the dimes, 5 being the rebounds. And, and again, the dub, dubs win in four or five games. Right, Dubs win in four or five games, but let's say LeBron continues on his tear because through the first two games he has 80 points, like 23 rebounds, and 17 assists. Let's say he continues that sort of pace and finishes averaging 40 points a game, and you know, let's say he averages a triple double over the series. The only there there is precedence for a losing a player on the losing team to get the NBA Finals MVP. It was Jerry West. Back in I think seventy one or seventy two, he's the only person to ever do it. If ever there was a time, do you think the NBA would ever possibly give the NBA Finals MVP to someone on a losing player, on a, a player on a losing team? So in the two games, Steph is averaging six point five rebounds. Okay. Um. So whatever. Um. Thank you for that meaningless stat. Go ahead. Yeah. If they go to six, maybe. But if he. If they lose in four or five, no way. No they chance. can't give him the MVP. So, that's I mean, most up... valuable player to a shitty team that gets swept or gentlemen swept. Right. Like, no, you can't get the... I mean, in my opinion, you can't get the MVP for that. 
But if you're giving it by definition, in reality, the Cavs obviously wouldn't even be here if you take LeBron off the team. Whereas, sure. hell, the Dubs made it through round one without Steph Curry on the team, and they didn't really struggle at all. Um, and I think if you picked any of those players, Durant, Curry, Thompson, Green, you could take one of those guys off. It would hurt the team, obviously, hurt the team dynamic, hurt their yeah, yeah. their overall effectiveness, but I think they would still do quite well. You take LeBron off the Cavs, you know, me and you could go pick up three guys and be competitive. <laughs> I mean, that's I three, that, yeah. three former NBA players. But nonetheless, um, you know, it's that level of, of, of a difference there. So so you think there's no chance unless either goes to six or more. I think they got to they got to go to six. I mean, if okay. if they if they get swept, like you can't give the MVP to a dude that just got swept. Yeah, I agree. And five I... is basically swept. Yeah, no, I I like that term, gentleman sweep. That's fair. I'll go for um, that. But six, if he extends it to six, then maybe. I mean, I still think it's unlikely. I think I don't know. If it depends, like. Is he getting more of Game 2 numbers or Game 1 right. numbers? Well, that's what I'm saying. He'd have to keep up this pace, which is, again, 80 points over two games, but the average 40. He'd have to average triple-double, 40, 13, and 11, or something along those lines. Because Game and, 2, he was 29, 9 rebounds, and 13 assists. Okay. The next, I'm pretty sure... the next leading assists leader was George Hill with 3. There you go. There you have it. And I'm asking this, obviously, assuming and hoping it doesn't happen because of my utter hatred of LeBron. Sure. But my point is, I think that the NBA is so embedded and in love with LeBron and what he brings to the sport that I could see them doing that just almost almost as a way, <laughs> if you can look at it this way, almost as like a Lifetime Achievement Award, thinking and almost knowing that he's going to leave if they were to get beaten that way, he's going to leave, and whatever team he goes to might not have the opportunity to be in the finals again. I think a lot of people see this as LeBron's final swan song, depending on where he goes. Now, yeah. if he goes to Houston as it's as it is now, that's that's a whole different ball game. If Houston can keep those players, that's that could be. A, that I could mean, be a I think breaker. I think we talked about this last week. If he goes to Houston and can keep uh, Paul and Harden, then and I mean, definitely. I mean, the thing is. As he's proven this time, if he's in the East, he can make it to the finals with almost anybody. Exactly. I mean, next year, the Celtics will definitely be better, assuming Kyrie's knee functions for at least more than 25 games. Right. And that Gordon Hayward's shattered leg is somewhat stable. I've seen video of him doing practice, or, uh, jogging, so, you know, um, he's out there. Philadelphia yeah. will probably be better. I mean, if LeBron joined Philadelphia, I think... They would definitely be the favorites in the East. Agreed. Um, but if he goes West, it's trickier. It's not, like, automatic. I feel like if he plays on an Eastern team, I mean, depending on the team, it's closer to automatic that he's got a finals bid. Well, the only Eastern and team I, I he's going to play for is the Sixers or the Cavs. He's not going anywhere else in the East. True. Yeah, he's not going to hook up with, like, Charlotte or no. Atlanta or something. That would be hilarious, I mean, but no. He could go to, theoretically, go to Milwaukee, I guess. But, again, it's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <clears throat> I mean, that would be pretty interesting. LeBron and Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Right. Be a pretty fearless duo. Or fear, whatever. Scary. Um, right. <laughs> what were we talking about? 
So yeah, I yes, I I if he stays in the East, I think he has a good chance of making it back to the NBA Finals next year. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he stays with Cleveland, maybe not. But again, <laughs> right? But Agreed. I mean, if he if he's with Houston, I feel like they could beat the Warriors. It, I mean, I've heard a lot of talk about it, the mental fatigue of the Warriors. Like half the time this season, the Warriors look like they just. They're like, this is too easy. Yeah. Like, they don't really give they a shit. They were lollygagging. Yeah, of course. I mean, 100%. even through, like, the Houston series, they were a little, like, uh, one of us is going to turn it on and score, like, 30 tonight, right? And they're just kind of looking around. And that happened every game. Like, not every game, but, like, the first four games, they were not entertaining at all. It was just yeah. a huge run, and that team didn't give up the lead. And definitely game seven was the same way. That was a disaster for Houston. But... um. Okay, so... so yeah, I mean, so my again MVP ser- or Finals MVP. I don't think you can get it if if you don't take it to six. So it's gonna be Steph then, if it I goes the way so. we think it's gonna go. Yeah. If it's over in four or five, it's probably gonna be Steph. Right. Uh, if it's longer than Durant, I mean Durant's had good games too. He could yeah he could creep in and take it. Ones. Of course. Um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so we'll obviously, see. if LeBron somehow like murders half the cat or half the Warriors team and wins the finals, then he could be the MVP. But obviously, doesn't seem like it, that's going to happen. From jail after murdering the, the Dubs. Um, <laughs> Except so, this in jail. Yes. So let's let's take a step back for just a minute, and then we'll move on to anything but NBA talk. Um, and let's talk about the end of game one. You mentioned. Oh, wait, wait, I got I got a quick aside. So oh, okay. I was at Home Depot tonight because we were pricing out, <clears throat> replacing a door at our house. Okay. And uh, I did this. It's like a custom size. So I was talking with this guy and we're typing in the computer. And uh, our address came up as Seattle, Maryland. He's like, no, I've never Seattle, Maryland. I was like, oh, I used to live in Seattle. And then somehow it came up. I used to live in Portland. He's like, oh, are you a Trailblazers fan? I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I was, oh, so I was, like, I was like, are you an How NBA? much time you got? I was like, are you, yeah. I was like, are you an NBA fan? He's like, yeah. So we started talking about the finals. He's like, oh, I really wanted the Rockets to win. He's like, I really like Chris Paul. So I almost said to him, like, who the fuck likes Chris Paul? Jesus. Wake Forest fans. That's it. Those um, people. But he was disappointed that the Rockets didn't make it. He's like, I was like, yeah. I assume that Harden or Paul would just kind of like flake out like they usually do in the playoffs. And he's like, and he did. I was like, well, you can't blame him for getting hurt. He's like, yeah, yeah. I guess not. <laughs> But do it on purpose, that's for sure. Little, little NBA talk with dude bro at the uh, Home Depot. Man, never fails. Are, is, <laughs> is this the front door that you're replacing? Uh, it is currently a sliding door, and we're going to replace it with like a swinging door so we can enter the house through the back instead of the front. Oh, so on the lower level? Yes. I feel like you feel like I'm giving away like no, 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 security no, but, yes, secrets but, of your home. There's no secrets. We're we're hopefully gonna get like one of those smart locks that you can like uh, give yeah, people an access phone. code. Yeah, fancy shit. I don't think it actually. I think you have to type in a code. I don't think it opens with your phone. But you may be right about that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, my... This this yeah. I found interesting. It's battery powered, and it's like, what if the battery dies? So it gives you like two warnings. Like, hey, dummy, change the batteries. But if the battery is completely dead, you can hold a 9-volt battery. There's, like, two terminals on the bottom of the lock. 
on the Whoa. exterior that'll power it and then you can type in the code. I was like That's that's dope. That, that's pretty smart. <laughs> that that I like. Um, so like you can't basically I mean no one carries around a 9 volt battery so you have to leave and go buy a 9 volt battery but but that's better than having to break into your house yeah it's better than having to knock like break the glass or tear the door down or whatever yeah one of my uh, co-workers moved here or moved fairly recently into a new apartment and apparently that is standard on all of the apartments in her complex is to have that sort of a smart lock and so she was able to like she had a friend watching her pet or something and she was able to let her in remotely that's cool so, pretty dope. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. So, yes. while, while we're talking along those lines, yeah. before we get to J.R. Smith, I assume you saw the, like, uh, Amazon, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a security camera. This came out, I don't know, six months ago or something. Okay. It's like a security camera that faces your front door, yeah. and it's it has, like, a smart lock thing or something. And the... Uh, Oh, you can let the people person. in and You can let them in. Packages. They drop off yep. the thing. You have footage of them doing it, and then it locks yes. back afterwards. I'm familiar with that, yes. Thoughts? Oh, I, I thought there was a story behind that. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, would I, you ever do that? No, never in a million years. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious, like, what the sell-through rate of that or, like, the adoption rate is. Because, like... I mean, here, here's where it makes sense. And, it, and the answer, the quick answer is it doesn't make sense for me. Because I live in a cul-de-sac, I live in a what I consider to be a relatively safe neighborhood. I think if you're in like New York City, you're in a high-rise, your building has a history of people stealing packages from the front, from your stoop or whatever. That's the people that it makes sense to do. You're yeah, right. totally. You can watch it's, every everything uh, they do, and you just make sure there's no valuables inside your foyer, and that's all you need to worry about. Well, but, I mean, you have footage of the person, and they're supposedly background checked or whatever, and they definitely like. I had a Facebook friend today post about like getting, they had like a, a camera on their front porch and there's like, have you seen this guy? Cause he was stealing packages yeah, and I know it happened to whatever. a lot of people yeah. in Portland Yep. that like were getting packages stolen. And it's not even like the quality of neighborhood. I think just in like more urban environments, it's just more common that people are like, Oh, package. I'll just take that. Sure. Sure. Um, that, that's all I meant. I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah. so they don't live in the, I, I know you're not giving a value judgment. Yes. It's just, it's not prevalent in your area, I'm guessing, is what your point is. Not that I know of, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, again, like our house is in the middle of the woods, so someone really have to work hard to come down here and, like, steal a package. No one except for your six neighbors would ever have a chance (laughs) of stealing a package in your apartment, or your your front front door of your home. Um, But yeah, the idea of, like, having a camera that's, like, trained on the door, and just, like... I don't know. I don't really want Amazon spying on me through their camera. I know they're technically not going to do that, but it just takes one weirdo yeah. at Amazon. Well, I'm no, sure you, you, say, of them. I, you say I know they're not going to do that, but I thought it was a myth until it started happening to me. The, the, this idea that your phone, even if you're it's not listening using to the listening feature, is listening to what you're saying is totally real. Yeah. I go to type in, you know, I'm talking about I don't know, wham, careless whisper, and I go to my Google thing, I type the letter W, and it comes up, the first option, wham, careless whisper. Now, <laughs> sure, I've probably looked up that song multiple times on my YouTube search, my Google search, but W should not immediately go wham, dash, careless whisper. So, um, great song, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite certain that there is some level of spying. 
Yeah, it'll, hey. be inter- it'll be interesting because my phone's sitting here next to me. So, like, when I look on Instagram, am I going to get served ads for that Alexa probably camera? So. <laughs> probably so. You probably will. Which I've never um, searched for, but. Right. And that's another thing. It's searches have. that I've never done that'll, that would come up before. So maybe Wham's a bad example. But, you know, it, it, again, to the point where, or to the extent that it does actually look up things that you're talking about, if that's all it's doing, which I don't believe, but if that was all it was doing, great. Spy on my conversation all you want. Because if Jamie and I are talking about what we're going to have for dinner and we're like, well, I really want Chinese. Do you want Chinese? Yeah, I definitely want Chinese. And I open up Google and I type C and it says Chinese restaurants near your area. <laughs> Excellent. That saves me time because I hate texting. It's, so, it's going to be even smarter. It's, you're going to say pizza, and your one of your twelve different pizza apps is going to be like twenty five percent off Domino's tonight. Exactly. Just pops up as a notification on your phone. You're like done. Done. Buy one get one free. I'm in. Thanks, Papa John. Um, yeah. So you know, to the extent that it does that, I'm perfectly fine with it. No problem at all. Um. But speaking of delivering, or in this case, not delivering, end of regulation, game one. Boom, boom, boom. Let's wrap up this conversation. You said there are multiple ways, you know, they, they had multiple chances, multiple people to blame. I agree George Hill is on that list, but he is at the bottom of the list. I don't care if he's a 95% shooter as opposed to what I believe is an 81 or 82% shooter. People miss free throws. You cannot blame him for not hitting a free throw. Free throws were missed throughout that game by both teams. But the idiocy of J.R. Smith grabbing a rebound three feet from the goal and saying, I have an idea, let's go to 30 feet from the goal and then figure out what we're going to do in the 3.4 seconds that is left in this game. No, 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 not figure out what we're going to do, just stand there. I mean, he's yeah, stand there. To be, to be honest with you, when he dribbled out, like I thought they were up 1.2 because I was assuming he was going to hit the shot, which I assume is what J.R. was thinking. Like, oh, if he hits both of them, we'll be up one. And he wasn't thinking, <laughs> if he misses one, we'll be tied. He's just thinking, we're going to be up one. You heard it here, folks. My brother is as stupid as J.R. Smith, which is not the company. No, I mean, I'm just saying you could easily make that mistake because you're, like, amped up watching the game. I was like, oh, shit, the Cavs just won. And then I was like, oh, it's tied. <laughs> I'm as dumb as J.R. Smith. However, exactly. I don't play for an NBA team. LeBron tries to call the timeout or thinks about it. He, he puts his hands almost together, but they don't call yeah. a timeout. I don't know why Coach Lou didn't call a timeout. Coach I don't Lou know why have. fucking Kyle Korver or whoever the hell else was on the floor, Larry, Larry Nance didn't call a timeout. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson's um, a moron too, but... Um, he, he was the one that jacked up the final shot after J.R. Smith gave it to him with .3 left. Um, <laughs> no, I think the reality is kind of what you said, which is inexcusable for everyone you just mentioned. And that is, they were so... I mean, it, uh, J.R. Smith is the, the most inexcusable of all because he led everyone to this to this point mentally, which is they were so confused as to what the hell J.R. Smith was doing <laughs> that they were like, is, does he have a plan here? Is he going to turn and shoot? I don't know why he'd... Again, take it back 25 additional feet. That makes the shot far more difficult. But And yeah, I think LeBron was so... I mean, everyone's seen the meme-worthy photo where he's like, what what are you doing? doing?" Yeah, exactly. Um, And if you've seen the replay, JR's like, I thought we were up. I thought we were up. Or whatever he says. Although in the post-game press conference, no, I knew the score, I knew the time. Shut the fuck up! No, you didn't. You're (laughs) a liar. You don't have to convince anyone you're smart. No one one thinks that. No one would fall for that horseshit. 
did you see the post game press conference? It was hilarious. He's like, yeah, I, I knew it. And then a day or two later, I didn't he admitted see it, but I heard, I heard about it. Yeah. But I, I, have you seen the extended clip where they show like their sort of huddle after the play before yes, overtime? I have. Where he, LeBron that. says, "Do we have a timeout?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's just like, Pff. "I mean, I assume you would love that because LeBron just looks so pissed." Yes, yes. And he takes a towel, puts it over his what's left of his hair, and gets all pissed off. And yeah, because they they've oh my god, they've overanalyzed that so many times, and it's <laughs> the conclusion. Not surprisingly, is. That they were so deflated at that point, the game was essentially over. And sure enough, I think Golden State ended up winning by like eight or nine points. Like it wasn't even close in overtime. They came out and scored. Yeah. Like the first eight or nine, and then it was just kind of back and forth until the buzzer sounded. I mean, the game I was mean, essentially over. I do feel bad for LeBron because like he busted his ass in him. that game, and they definitely should have won. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant didn't do shit to get that rebound. Jared Smith just runs in and gets it. Could have easily just put it back up. And well, won the game. again, again to be fair, it was it was a total clang by George Hill. It wasn't like it was a soft carom; like it just zipped right past Kevin Durant. It wasn't that. I mean, he was expecting. But obviously, I he didn't seem like he was trying to, to get the it. rebound. Yeah. No, I think he was, and, and also J.R. Smith was kind of shoving him with his other elbow. But whatever, Kevin Durant yeah. weighs 165 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> so speaking of Kevin, seven Durant, feet tall, 165 pounds. I think that's roughly his his uh, his measurements there. Speaking of KD, 26 seconds to go, something like that. KD drives the lane. LeBron comes in. I'll leave it at that. What are your thoughts on that play that was very controversial, that was called as a charge? Uh, the charge, no charge. Against LeBron and then overturned and turned into a block. I mean, or, again, I think we've talked about KD. this before. I, th- I think I somebody pitched the idea of like just eliminating charges, which I th- think would be a good idea because, like, that so it's one. either a no call or a block. Yeah, so you like the. I think the thing was like that way that you there. I mean, especially on a play like that, like was did he have position? I don't know. It's it's just like what do I feel like calling on this? Right. I don't know how you overturn it because it didn't seem like there was conclusive. It it didn't look like he was set to me, but I don't I don't know what that means really. I mean, I'm not an NBA referee, but like. Really? They, I've seen. I mean, I've seen things that they called charges where the dude looked less set than that to me. So you know what I mean? Like, there's no. I agree. Hard standard agree on what set means. See, here's. And then uh, Van Gundy was like, "Oh, blah blah blah. That is an offensive thing." You know he, how he likes to. I forget what his point was, but he's like, he was, he was in position making. You don't have to be set or something like that. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the rule? Does anybody really know? And that's the thing. They what the brought hell on charges? all these. Yeah, they brought on you know their their official guy who used to be official. I can't think of his name with the slick back hair, and he didn't. That's what I was waiting on. Is what is the like? Get out the book, read from the book, and tell me what a charge is and what the you know versus a block and how you make that determination. But two things. First of all, if you look at it, I think it was Tony Brothers, and then um, I forget who the other ref was that actually called the charge. It wasn't Eric Nieces dad, was it from the grind? Um, I, don't I don't think, think he's a ref anyway, anymore. Didn't he get busted yeah, for like, fixing games or whatever? Nah, that was somebody else. Anyway, Tony Brothers, who was up near the top of the key, he initially called the block, and then the slick-haired guy down at the baseline is the one that like hesitated, blew his whistle, and he was starting to do the charge thing. He looked at Tony Brothers, and because 
he was like the lead ref. He went for the charge. So clearly, even amongst the refs, different angles, sure. Yeah. But they, they were not conclusive on what their calls were. And then they showed the re- replay, of course, 900 times. Here's my assessment. Obviously biased. I'll admit that from the outset. <laughs> LeBron jumped over there. Were LeBron's feet set before Kevin Durant, you know, took off? Yes. Did LeBron lean into Kevin Durant? Yes, he did. Now, yeah. but they does do that, that every matter? play. Because exactly because they do that every play because LeBron was coming from from you know viewers right moving left and even if you stop on a dime your momentum is still going to be carrying you further left. Um, so does that matter? I don't know. But the thing that I hated about it is everyone's like, well, if that call went the other way, game over. Bullshit. It was still a one point game. <laughs> there were still more than twenty four seconds left. Cleveland could have easily gone down and clanked something. And still had five, six, seven seconds left for Golden State to go down. Golden State could have won the game in regulation as opposed to overtime. So sure. I don't believe that bullshit either. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think that turned the game. I mean, I heard a lot of Cleveland no. fans complaining about the Zebras, the refs fucking up the game. Yeah, The other thing that was weird about that is, you know, they can review that play for the uh, seeing if he was in the restricted area, but then they can also alter the call from a charge to a than, block. That's the only thing. Minutes. Like. Yes. What the fuck? Why is that the only thing where you can overturn a call? And, and that's a new rule this year, is that they can do that. Before, it was simply you could see if he was out of the restricted zone, which he was like a foot and a half outside of the restricted zone. That wasn't even close. But um, but this it's year, they like, allowed the overturn. It's, I think they might have even said this on the broadcast. It's just like every other thing where they are like they can check out of bounds, but it's clear that somebody fouled the shit out of them, but they can't call the foul after the fact. They can just say whose hand it went off of. Yeah, my that, opinion that is that stuff is like you, like just it should be. It's just all or call nothing. it on call it on the floor. Just call it whatever they call on the floor. Yeah, don't review either it. no replay or replay for every goddamn play. Although I do like, have to say, the Blazers are one of the teams that got fucked by the uh, uh, goaltending call. They lost a game because they they couldn't review it. The guy they really? basically like somebody goaltended. It was a block, but it like had hit the backboard first, and then right. they swatted it. And the ball would have gone in, but or it would have been um, an automatic basket. But they didn't call a goaltend; they called it a clean block, and they couldn't review it. And then, like that, at th- that off season, they changed it to where they can review that. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm I think sure now they have to call a goaltend. But like, there was a, a very obvious. I think it had like playoff implications to Blazer game where that got mm-hmm. called. So I was like, God damn it! Um, that was last season. No, this is like two or three years ago. Oh, okay. I think Batum might have still been on the team, so it might have been even longer. But, um, wow. I don't know. That kind of stuff where they call it and then review... Uh, I don't know. It's tricky. <laughs> when, when it's to your favor, you obviously want them to be able to like double-check and of make course. sure it's true. But... Of course. I mean, does it drive me crazy that the last 90 seconds of an NBA game take 10 minutes? Yes, it does. Does it drive me more crazy if... It still takes 10 minutes, and they get something wrong that changes the outcome of the game? Yeah, it does. Yeah, now, I mean, I don't think the review is what takes so long. It's all the, like, intentional fouling, and, like, that's the shit oh, that yeah, takes, yeah, of course. takes forever. It's not no, that, I don't, that It's does. not really the refs that slow down the game that much. I mean, occasionally. But it can I, be. That play, that again, took f- four minutes. We've talked about this before. If they have the refs in Secaucus, I don't know why the fuck that... On I know why they have to go over and watch the review. A monitor out of there. Yeah, just, just put the headphones on and have Sakakis tell them what the fucking decision is. Yeah, that's stupid. Stupid NBA. That's stupid. 
stupid NBA that we just spent 25 minutes talking about. Okay. Any other NBA thoughts? Do you think that when we talk next week, one week from today, well, they'll probably only have played one game since then. No. They got a game tomorrow night, Wednesday, and then I think they play again Sunday. Do you think when we're talking next Tuesday, the series will be over? So the next game is... Or is it Wednesday, Saturday? Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Next game's tomorrow, I know. Yeah, Wednesday and Friday. Oh, Friday. And then Sunday? Friday and then Monday. So okay. if we do it on Tuesday, yeah, I think it'll be over by then. Okay, Cause that, I agree. That would be five games. That'll be five games. Sweep, that would be five. Yep. I mean, I've obviously been wrong about this stuff before, but... Many times. <laughs> if I'd say many times. Many times in this very playoff series. For sure. What are you looking at? I think my volume, my levels are looking weird. Yeah, your levels are sounding a little weird too, but... Um, I don't know why. Like, I didn't do anything. I don't know. Does it still sound Hang weird? On. Can you hear me? Can, I'm you hear me? can you hear me? I can hear you, but you, you've definitely gone down. Weird, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Whoa, whoa, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that that's better? better. That's weird. I yeah. didn't do anything. Whatever. Okay, you good? Yeah, just cut that part out and right. start. Here we go. Okay. Um, so let's move on beyond the NBA. The NBAA. Now let's talk about uh, an experience I had this weekend. I was out in Salt Lake City, got a rental car from Enterprise, proud sponsor of BroPod. Did they Scott pick Dunn. you up? They did not. I was at the Salt Lake City Airport, and they were on site. And um, I just got a regular, you know, four-door... Camry? Intermediate size or what? No, I'm saying when I made the reservation. Yeah. Anybody can just take a reservation. It's the holding. It's the important part. (laughs) One Um, of the best Seinfeld clips One of the best Seinfeld lines of all time. That's right. So when I got there... Anybody can just take a reservation... Yes, exactly. Throwing when the reservations got... up in the air. <laughs> That's the problem with audio. No one can see us both doing that here in our respective <laughs> states. Um, when I got there, the guy was like, you know, I see your reservations for an intermediate size. So like, yeah, he was like, how about a how about a Maxima? I was like, sure. Sounds great. I drive a Maxima. It's a 2006 Maxima. But I do drive a Nissan Maxima. I your enjoy car's my a car. 2006? Yeah. Wow. I know. And That's so he was like, all right, upgrade. you know. Well, no, just let me finish this story. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, so you know, he just he, they give you the key right there, and they tell you the spot. And so you go out, and you walk to the spot. And I walked up, and I was like, man, this car looks pretty new. It was a 2017 Maxima. Yeah. It, it had, like, 15,000 miles, which is You know, all rental for... cars are, like, one or two years old. I know, because then they sell them. Yeah. But let me tell you, this, I might be in the market <laughs> soon for a new car. Because this car was amazing. Here are some features that I know you'd be interested in. All right. First of all, the it was leather leather seats in the interior. Not had both heated and air conditioned seats. Oh, air conditioned seats. Which That's I didn't awesome. even realize was the air conditioned seat was on when I got in. I didn't realize I got like ten minutes away from the airport and I was like, I thought my back was feeling wet. And I was like, but I'm not hot. I'm not sweating. So why is my back wet? And then I saw the little controls. I was like, oh my god, it's an air conditioned seat. Like it was awesome. Anne's car has heated seats, but they are not air conditioned. Yeah, my car has my 2006 Maxima has heated seats, not air conditioned seats. (laughs) This bitch had air conditioned seats, which was great because it wasn't super hot, but it was 
sunny this this past weekend when I was there, and it was nice to have the air conditioned seats. It also had the craziest feature I've ever seen. Wait, wait. So what is air? That's I assume it's not a blower. It's just like a cooled seat. It's. It's like an I ice pack just, in the leather feeling. Like I think it's part that. I think it is kind of part blower. Let me explain. So leather seats, but I feel like kind of the interior stripe of the seat was almost a little meshy. So I think okay. there are probably small little fans that'll shoot a little Freon up your asshole. But it was amazing. <laughs> did you like feel, it was, <laughs> did you, could you feel like airflow in your back? Well, the again, they had it for both the passenger and the driver's side. So I turned the passenger seat on and just kind of felt around. And yeah, there was like one in the, you know, in the bottom part of the... Wait, it's in the base of the, of the seat, seat too? It's in the base of the seat and the back of the seat. I said it was flowing up my asshole. How do you think I'd drive with my ass yeah, on the I, I, back of the seat? That's why I asked. Because Pay attention. Having a like a mesh material in the seat just seems like a disaster waiting to happen from crumbs and just other shit that like would accumulate and again, it wasn't, on the seat. I understand what you're saying. It wasn't pure mesh. It was. I, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. But just it, go look. The at mesh it was fine enough that you wouldn't lose a yeah, would, crumb yeah, or whatever. I, don't think, whatever. I, I love the. Your first concern is the amount of cookie crumbs that are falling in the seat. I get the sense this would be a major problem for you. No. Yes, I, well, I would your Prius, if my kids so rode I, in there. Uh, yeah, you're, uh, that's a good point. But thankfully they won't be driving all for the many time. years. So, I'm off again, sugar, I man. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about cookie crumbs. Hey! Don't spoil the keto update. That's coming coming soon. Spoiler alert. Um, I guess the keto is still, still active here. So we'll get to that in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around. Anyway... So that's one feature. The other feature that was bananas is you can set the cruise control, and then there was a button that I don't even know what, what it's called. It doesn't matter. But basically, it was a rangefinder to look for where the cars ahead of you are. So, uh-huh. for example, I was, I was, was on the interstate. Sorry, go ahead. I'd set the cruise control like 70, set this auto rangefinder. If I was within, let's call it 100 feet of the car in front of me, it would slow down from 70 to whatever speed that car is going. So if that car is going 65, even though my cruise control set at 70, I was going 65 until that car changed lanes and then it would speed up to 70 again. That's to the point bad. where, this is the cool, the craziest part. I was like, let me test this in an urban environment. So <laughs> You went 65 up, down to 35. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's my third point, but I'll get to that. So I'm up, I, I drove up into the Park City area, which is about 30 minutes outside of Salt Lake. And... I set it at like 40 or 45 because it was, you know, more uh, residential type roads. Is that like the minimum? Because most cruise control won't go lower than like 40. Most cruise, uh, 25 is the minimum I've had. In my oh, cars in the I, past. I haven't, I don't cruise control that much. So. I don't, I, I, I don't really drive that much, but um, I cruise control fucking all the time. If I could cruise control <laughs> in a parking lot, I would. But anyway, so I set it to 40 and we're going through this area and there's, you know, stoplights every half mile or so. And so I was like, let me test this out. And so I'm coming up towards a stop stop light, going 40. The cars in front of me break. My car starts braking, braking. It broke to a complete stop. Really? I have not I've not touched the brake at all or the gas. I'm just on cruise control that's displaying 40, but my speedometer, of course, is a zero. I sit at the light for 30 seconds. It turns green again. As soon as the car gets 100 feet in front of me, it starts going again. And it would have gone up to that 40 miles an hour again wow. if I'd gotten to that point. Which was crazy. Sorry, so basically, did you, did you read up you on this feature, or you just sort of no. trusted that it would work? Because that's, that's a I bit of a leap of faith to assume the car is going to break to a stop. Well, but again, within a hundred feet, it's you can feel it decelerating. Oh, yeah. You can feel so it slowing down. Could you set it's the not like I had my feet kicked was... out the window. 
I don't. I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't think so. I think it's just set. Hundred feet seems like a pretty big cushion too. I that 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 was that's the one thing I would say to the negative is that it seemed like it was, and like on the interstate, you know, if it if it was really busy, yeah, it would be it, really annoying because people keep a lot cutting of traffic, in front of you and you just keep decelerating. Like you, yeah, you'd just be yes, you'd be stopped on the highway at like thirty yeah. miles an hour. Well, but again, you're—I mean—you're not slowing down to like super slow speed. You're just going as slow as whoever the car is. In sure. Front of you and, you but know, say, like, say you're going sixty, a car pull or seventy, a car is in front of you, so you slow down to sixty, and then right. there's a hundred foot gap. Somebody else pulls in front of you. You slow down again. Yeah, that would happen. I mean, it seems like you. But get, again, you could lose a lot of speed same, that way. Right, but in that exact same situation. If you're not in a position where you want or need to switch lanes, you're going to have to be slowing down anyway because cars yeah, are pulling yeah. in front of you. But if it just you, does it in a the, much more safe manner than I would admittedly do myself. Yeah, but if there's a car in front of you that you have to slow down to 60, you can tail them closer than 100 feet, I guess, so you have fewer people cut, cutting in front of you. That is true. And, and by the way, Again, without, not as without, safe, but... <laughs> no. Without looking into it, I would imagine that you probably cannot change that distance only because... They in order that. for that feature to, to truly work, they need that buffer. They've they determined that so that the, is the right the buffer. Car can and the buffer might change. The buffer might change. As a matter of fact, now that I stop to think about it, it does. Because when <laughs> I completely came to a stop behind the other car, I was pretty much right behind it. You weren't you were 100 feet like, behind him. I wasn't 100 like, feet behind it with cars pulling four in front car of like, the in between you. <laughs> right. So I think it does, based on your speed, it probably gets... Which is even doper. I didn't think about that until just now. That's incredible. Anyway... So that feature was awesome. It so had full... I have, I just yes. quick interjection. I have heard of that sure. feature. My friend's dad had a Tesla, and he's like, he's telling me about it. He said it was really freaky because you, you go on the highway and you just like, you want to push the brake, but you're like, you know, you got to just like, wait yeah. for it, and it like, it took some getting used down. to. But by the time I was done with the weekend, I was used to it. I was using cruise <laughs> control for everything. And actually, I was going to mention the Tesla. The only difference, or the only addition the Tesla has. Is on most interstates, like at least you don't have to steer it. It'll stay within the yeah, yeah, within the dotted lines, which is, I, I, I think that'd be even scarier if you're just like hands free, <laughs> literally, just driving along, hands free, feet free. No thanks, that's a little weird. Um, but then the other feature, the final, the third feature I was going to mention. Uh, well, I, I started saying it, so it had full Sirius XM, which for a rental car is pretty rare to get the full package unless it's a relatively new one, which obviously mine was. Um, and then what was I going to say? What was the last thing? Does it have the uh, oh. auto parallel park? I didn't get a chance to test that. It probably does, though. It had the full display with, you know, obviously when you put it in reverse. A lot of cars have that now. It has the cameras. But it had the cameras on the side, too. And if there was a car in your blind spot, there were little lights. They would turn your, on. Your <laughs> side mirrors that, that would, no, it wouldn't be, that would drive me insane. But no, it would just light up to let you know, hey, don't change lanes right now because there's a car <laughs> on either your hey, right dummy. or your left. I know you don't want yeah, to turn your head, but you should because you're going to run into somebody. Yeah. It was, I mean, the whole experience, 2017 <laughs> Maxima, was very impressive. Probably most importantly was the air-conditioned seats. <laughs> I could see myself really getting used to some a feature like that and almost abusing it, if you will. So, wait, um, do they have, like, like, is it, like, the climate control in the seats? Are you setting it to a temperature that it cools it to? Or are you just, like, um, most heated seats as, as are, I, like, low, medium, and high? Or what? they sort of have, like, three yeah. levels? Yeah, as I recall, like, if it was, a, you know, if the, it was a little knob. If it was at 12 o'clock, it was not on at all. 
and then you had yeah you had three to the left and three to the right to the left was cool to the right was was warm and it was yeah low medium high for both but it was i mean that was fine i you know i'm not gonna sit here and get picky about the options <laughs> on my heated and air conditioned seat about how situation. granular you can get with your air yeah, conditioned seat exactly so um again i you know i bought my car my current 2006 maxima i bought probably three years ago now. I think that's about right. Um, because my previous car had gotten totaled. I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod, but I can do so at a future date. Um, and I got it like 92,000 miles. I think I'm at 99. So I put on 7,000 miles in three years. So that one's probably going to last me a little while longer unless things start falling apart. But as soon Wait, as they what, do... What's your mileage? I'm just shy of 100,000. And what, what do you... Aiming for? Like, what's, know, what's your turn in date? It's not a lease. I yeah, own I, know, I know. I'm just saying, what do you want to shoot? 110 to 115. Or, again, if, if shit starts falling apart, I'll just get rid of it. I just don't want to have a car payment. I like not having a car payment. That That's is a nice. nice feature not to yeah. pay for a car. I mean, Arguably other than gas. Or, especially since you don't drive that much. No, I, hardly, I mean, I drive 2,200 miles a year. Something like that. Like, it's ridiculous how little I drive. Um, anyway, so highly advise anyone out there, if you have the opportunity, pick yourself up a rental car 2017 Maxima or higher in terms of the year. Um, and tonight's show sponsored go for, by Enterprise. Go for the 2019. I hear it's great. It steers, too. I'm, I'm sure it's out there. Those silly cars, they release them 13 months in advance. I don't know why they do that, but... <laughs> Really getting ahead of the curve. We've got to get rid of the 2020 um, models. Make way for right. the 2021s. They're going fast. They're on sale. In the back um, half of 2018. There you go. What are we at? 45 minutes in? Should we put off the uh, VFW for yeah. next week? We'll put off the VFW talk because I feel like that could go on for a while. It came yeah. up because I was listening to the assistant today. What an incredible band. Female but, vocalist. You would never know it unless you saw them live. That's a tease for Wait, either you, next week's pod or the one well, after. You were listening to it on CD, or what were you listening to it? Is, no, is it's it on, on Spotify. Streaming? Really? It's on Spotify, yeah. Huh. It's also on Bandcamp. Or there's like a... Oh, it's Bandcamp, called like Ar- I can see. What's that? It's called, like, it's called like Archive List Bandcamp or something. I don't know. I just looked up the assistant and one of their song titles, and that was like the first link. But it's on Spotify. They have both of their albums. We'll talk about that later. 90s Columbia, South Carolina punk rock. Um, the assistant were not from, from Columbia, but they were not. They were from Pennsylvania, as I recall. But um, we will we'll 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 be discussing that on a future pod. So we'll oh, put that yes, one off. They are on Bandcamp. There you go. All you right. Pitch, pick up the digital album for five ninety nine or more. I feel really guilty. I listen to a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. I feel like I should pick up some of those digital albums. Yeah. I mean, but I only to... listen to them on Bandcamp, yeah. and on the computer. Well, if you have the app, those. you can uh, download right. it to your phone I, too, which I is do a nice it. way to get music to your phone. So it's every, time for everyone's favorite game show, the one where Todd admitted that he'd eat a piece of dog shit for five hundred dollars. It's name your price. <laughs> we should have a jingle that says I'd eat dog shit for five hundred bucks. I told you I was gonna work. I haven't produced it yet, but that will be that will be a thing. <laughs> Probably this weekend. Now I have a motivation because I have to edit it into this episode. It's time for Name Your Price. Right here on the Bro Pub with Scott and Todd. Uh, so, all right. All you're right. the leader today. So I don't know about you, but I strongly dislike talking on the phone. 
Yes. Do you have a similar distaste for said activity? I mean, uh, if you ever talk to our father, he'll tell you that I never answer the phone. So, <laughs> but the interesting thing is I hate texting too. So I really hate all forms of communication except I, for podcasts. I don't mind texting slash emailing, but I hate having more like, hey, can you set up an appointment with the doctor or do the, God, I hate fucking talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always make Jamie, like, if we're ordering food or something, I always make her call. Yeah, no, that's the worst. I hate that. So. Agreed. What is the least amount of money you would be a telemarketer for a day? Wow. Having to call people and try to sell them something or cold call, manipulate them. Yeah, cold calling people who don't want to talk of, to you. Yeah, some sort of pyramid I mean, I scheme. Guess, I mean, I guess calling strangers isn't quite as bad as like talking to people you sort of know or have have to have some sort of interaction with. I Is it? I, and I, I hate talking. That's I, that sounds terrible that I hate calling people that I know, but I just ugh, I hate talking. No, I hear you 100. percent Is it? Are we working on a dialer situation? Meaning, are we always getting live phone calls sent to us, or are we like? dialing and listening to it ring six times and then go to voicemail and hang up and then try again dialing what's worse well worse from the perspective of talking to people would be using a dialer because you're constantly you're not actually touching the phone at all you're just sitting there you're not you're hoping you're that sent, someone no, no one picks up no you're sent a live call yeah yeah no like I, a, yeah, a dialer we'll do, dials we'll out that as version. soon as they answer it goes to what's called a hot agent which would be us in this situation why do you know so okay. much about this because it's part of my industry, collections oh, okay. industry. They use dialers. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, even better, you can be a collections telephone. No, person. we'll st- we'll st- we'll stick with telemarketers. Telemarketer, so, I guess that's yeah. They're both. Let's say good. we're selling. Let's say we're selling vacuums over the phone. So what would it what would it cost for me to do that for a day? What would my yeah. rate have to be? No, yeah. What what's the least amount of money that you would do it for? The least amount, yeah. No, that's how. Name your price. Todd eats shit for five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's how it works. Um, I, I just want to say lowest... off the top, I know this is like not that big a deal. It's just something that I absolutely hate doing is talking on the phone. So I'm curious what. No, clearly. Um, it's not like eating shit. <laughs> probably do it no. for less. <laughs> so you're saying you do it for seventy four dollars and ninety five cents? I understand. Um, yeah, I, I do it for a, a warm pizza at lunchtime. I'll do it for a whole no, day. I think it, I a full eight hour shift with a lunch break. I. I mean, it's it's kind of a cliche number at this point, but I think I'd do it for five hundred bucks. Yeah, I would not do it for less. That's for sure, just because of the annoyance factor. Yeah, and that's a hard job, man. That's like you know, it's like being an ugly girl. Like you just have to get used to the rejection. Oh my god! Over and over again. What? I'm serious. <laughs> you know, an ugly girl who's like aggressively looking for a boyfriend. Like you just have to be used to everyone saying no, no, or like a model. So Even an PC. attractive model. Uh, well, you know the modeling industry. You watched America's Next Top Model, at least a season or three, like I me. Watched, I know I you did. I watched far too many seasons of that terrible show. Of course show. you did. So don't, so don't even give me that shit. You understand that, you I, know, I watched you go it for, out until test. I realized that I really cannot stand Tyra Banks. Oh, Tyra Banks. That, that's a future topic. <laughs> All right. Put, pencil that in. Put it on the topic <laughs> sheet. Um, by the way, she's apparently like the new Ryan Seacrest on American Idol. I was flipping channels tonight really? while eating, and I saw that. Yeah. She, like, does the post-performance interviews. I didn't realize that until literally this evening. Um, I think it was America's American Idol. Maybe it was America's Got Talent. Whichever one has Simon Cowell. 
And, I think uh, that's America's Got Talent. Wait, is that the one? That has, doesn't that have a... Howie Mandel and Beyonce. Whichever one that is. Wait, Beyonce's the on there? I thought it had like... Yeah, uh, and, and Mel Stern B. and shit. Yeah, they rotate. They those definitely had around. Heidi Klum for a while too. Whatever. Yeah, she yeah she was on it tonight too. I think they're like a regular. Wait, were you watching this show? No, I told you I was flipping around channels oh, and it was you. on, and I watched. There was a, there was an insult comic that was making fun of all the judges, and they immediately got the big X. Boo! <laughs> I was like, this guy's actually pretty funny. Was it? Was he good? Um, He's just like, come see my I mean, live shows. No, he was he was not good, but some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, damn, that's ballsy <laughs> to say that in front of Heidi. He said something like, Heidi still looks so good, which isn't like a sign that you don't care about your kids or something. I don't know. It was really like he was really knocking on him, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think 500 bucks. Did you say you agreed with 500 bucks? Yeah, that's probably that? good. Well, I'm thinking that's like $45 an hour. It's not bad. I don't, I, take that. I don't know if that math works out exactly, but close enough. No, it really doesn't. That's way off, actually. But what? No, it's not. Eight-hour day? Come on. How dumb are you? Yeah, that's $60 an hour. Whatever. Yeah, that's much closer to 60 65 62 Yeah. Um, so, 69. the interesting thing here is, I remember that's when I was... Rate. I'd do something for $62.50. Shit, I'd hour. take that for sure. Absolutely. Um, when you and I were both younger... We, uh, I'm pretty sure you, you did this at least once. I know I did it a couple times. We participated in the Super Bowl. Yep. And back That's then UPE, we had to man. Huh? There you go. We had to man the phones, and people would call in and tell us what their donations were. And I remember the first time I ever did it, I was terrified. I did not want to answer the phone. I don't want to talk to any of these people. But it was one of those things where, like, once I started, I yeah, really kind of got into that it. That was actually fun. And that was kind of fun. I mean, it was. It would be totally different from telemarketing because people were calling in to let you know how much money they had raised for yeah, local soup kitchens. It was, kitchen. it was, so good it was all news. positive. They were, they were all happy yeah. to talk to you. Exactly. They were they were more than happy to share that information. Whereas if you're calling, cold calling someone and saying, "Hi, Mrs. Johnson, would you like to buy a vacuum cleaner?" Probably not going to have the same ending. But so when I was in college, I worked a job briefly for like I don't know seven or eight hours a week, almost nothing. It wasn't worth it. Um, for we're the $65 an hour? No, I was making like $5 yeah. an hour. I didn't think so. So it really wasn't worth it. it was, yeah, my paychecks were under $50, I'm pretty sure, per week. Okay. Um, but it was for like the uh, the Clemson scholar, like academic fund. They were trying to raise money basically for like academic scholarships. Like they had plenty really? of money for like football stuff, but this was just stri- strictly course. for academics. Okay. And they, you would get a number on your screen. You'd call it. This was not. We weren't handed live calls. Right. But uh, so one of the people I had to call was my former high school math teacher. Oh. And, but they like wanted you to like play up like if oh if you know this person like you can get them to give money and they can feel guilty. So yeah. I had to do that. Which, Use that. Yeah. I did not like. And it was like, oh, do you think you want to make a donation to Clemson? Whatever. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that was not my favorite. The worst part was I got this one call. I called and uh, said, you know, can I speak to Ron Johnson? I don't know what his name was. And the woman woman (laughs) answered was like, oh, somebody just called me. Yes, uh, he passed away earlier this year. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. 
Like, Oof. clearly this is a fresh wound in your life. I'm sorry I didn't made you relive the loss of your son I'm about again. It twice. And oh, it's her son! Or, yeah, oh, I thought it was I, her, her I husband. Did, no, I think it was her kid. But oh, I was like, I was like, this motherfucker's not... And the eldest, but I was like, this person's dead. And they're like, oh yeah, this other moron in the room was like, yeah, I talked to him. I was like, can you fucking mark it down? Because there was a way to put like... Yeah, do they not, had no tape. Do not call this person again. <laughs> you assholes. When did you have this job? How did I never know about this? Was uh, it like two weeks? It was like a semester. And this is while you were a student, I assume. Yeah, I was, feel like I was maybe sophomore or junior. I don't... I wanted to I see, like... Sense. Again, this is like... Privileged problem. I wanted to, like, have a job and just earn some money. Like... I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it was like we were pretty that makes lucky. Absolutely no sense. Our our schooling was financed by our parents. I can't complain about that. So. And scholarships. Yeah, and scholarships. Yes, of course. At least on and, my behalf, I don't know. And college was cheap as shit when we went to college, by comparison. Much cheaper than today. I absolutely think, true. I think my tuition for like a semester was like twelve hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I feel like mine was. I'm yeah, pretty, just tuition. I'm pretty sure my like room and 24. board was like. Maybe not the meal plan, but the like the housing was like four hundred dollars a month, and that was expensive. <laughs> now seems ridiculous. Is this when? Is this when you were off campus or? No, that were? was on campus. Yeah. Like Holmes yeah, McCabe I'm... kind of thing. Holmes McCabe, chilling. Are you down? I loved Holmes McCabe. Anyway. The Foursquare Mecca. Oh, yes. Anyway, we'll talk about that on a, we'll talk about that on a later pun. Um, okay, yeah, 500 bucks. Mark it down. All right, and finally. <laughs> if you need us to be your telemarketers, we'll do it for 500 bucks a day. I was about to say, everyone that I've ever dealt with post, in the industry. Post-tax. Would work for five. Oh, 500 cash? <laughs> I'd, I'd do it. That'd be a raise. you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> Hell, 500 pre-tax would be a raise, too, probably. <laughs> I'd do the math on that, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be. Anyway, um, so let's talk about the keto update. Almost an hour in here. Everyone's dying to know. We teased it earlier. <laughs> the big to-do. The I like big that you're calling it a keto plan. Is it not? Yeah, it's similar. Uh, well, well, obviously I keep putting it on the agenda. No, that's the keto fine. Update, so if it should be something else, let's call it something else. <clears throat> So yeah, no sugar, again, no cookies, trying, no syrup straight I've, from the bottle. I've gotten yep. rid of all the syrup. I still am having some carbs. I'm still eating my yogurt, yogurt. with some jam okay. in the mornings. Still having jam. mostly salads for lunch, and then okay. some kind of like fake meat and vegetable stuff for dinner. Although, what do we have for dinner tonight? Oh, we went out to eat. I had a salad and a pretzel so you stick. Doubled up on the salad because I was cheating oh. a little bit. But that's like that's low carb. Like thirty carbs, thirty grams. Or was so. it a low? So it wasn't a low carb pretzel stick. It was a standard pretzel stick. It, it was a soft pretzel stick. So. Oh. oh I mean, it's fancy. it's probably like one and a half slices of bread. I would say. So not. Did you a go ton. to Auntie Anne's so that you could get your daughter's some no. sort of sweet cinnamon no. layered? I did. So I was at dish. work today and my blood sugar was low, and there's a jar of uh, blow pops. Oh boy. In the workspace, which I've not partaken of um but i got a couple and put them in my pocket because i was worried that i was going to get low in this meeting that i was going into um but i did not i did not eat them because i didn't get low 
so I gave them to the girls this evening as a treat uh, for them not really eating their dinner. But And your elder daughter ate it as her dinner, of course. And then... <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, the update is I, I'm still going strong on the diet. Okay. As far as my weigh-in, I think I've gained two pounds somehow, but I'm definitely oh. eating way less sugar, so I'm not really sure, like, if my body's reacting, like, just kicking out the the bad juju. I don't know what the deal is. I should so be, how often I should are you be losing yourself? weight just once a week. Just once a week, okay. Yeah, you definitely should be, especially right at the outset. That should be when you... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, think. so each weekend I have had pizza, so it's, again, just once, <laughs> just once. I'm not, like, completely eliminating carbs, but I'm dropping my carb intake by probably, I don't know, 100 to 150 grams per day less. That's pretty significant, yeah. Because, I mean, normally my lunches were, like, 75 grams, and dinners were, like, more like 80, 85, and now they're, like, 20 or less for lunch. Yeah. Similar for dinner because a lot of the stuff just has like some carbs baked in. Yeah, of course. Even vegetables have carbs. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, but. But uh. Basically everything. Yeah, and I'm surprised I haven't lost more weight. Or any weight (laughs) thus far. (laughs) Let's say more. More than zero. (laughs) You're negative two in terms of the amount of weight you've lost. You've gained two. It's gonna happen though. Yeah, I I've gotten to the point where I don't feel like. I'm not dreading. Lightheaded. I'm not dreading every meal, and I'm not. I'm not as hungry all the time. I've only been snacking right. on like nuts and cheese from D's. Huh. So, right. That's interesting. I would say to throw in the exercise element, but yeah, both know that's not happening. I'd like to throw in the exercise element. I was talking to somebody today. Oh, it was another dude who's a parent. I was like, I don't know when people exercise. He's like, Yeah, me either. Because he had he had a similar. He's like, I need to get on a diet. I was like, you don't, because he's like normal body weight. Right. I mean, normal I'm size. sure he could be a little thinner, but he doesn't he doesn't need to lose any weight. Yeah, you were like, give me a break, shut up. I appreciate you humoring me, but you're good. So I will tell you this. I I, I know I shared with you that I had a coworker. I have two actually. My boss is on the keto diet, but then I have a coworker who, um. Is an older guy. He's in his 50s. And he started the keto diet a few months ago. And yesterday he revealed to me that he's having some, for the past few months, basically since he started the diet, he's been having some heart palpitation issues. He said, like, he was cutting the grass this weekend. And he finished cutting the grass. And he sat down on his front porch. And he was having an ice ice cold Diet Coke, which I knew you'd be happy to hear. (laughs) To which I immediately replied, how about a glass of water, too? But anyway, he was having an ice cold Diet Coke to cool down. And he said his heart would just, like, just like five seconds would like flutter like and beat really fast and feel like it was you know pumping out of his chest uh-huh. and then it would go away. And I was like, does this only happen after you've done something strenuous? He's like, no, sometimes at seven o'clock in the morning he'll be sitting at his desk and it'll happen too. And he's like, it's been happening, you know, it'll happen once or twice a day, like every day. Not like the day start of the diet, but kind of, you know, a few weeks into the diet this started happening. And so myself and our mutual boss and my other cohort, like everyone was like, you got to go see a doctor, you fucking moron. <laughs> so, so he did yesterday, after, yesterday morning, he called up, made an appointment with like an urgent care place near his house. He lives in the middle of nowhere. And he, he got an appointment that day. He went in and he was kind of describing the situation, the doctor and explain, you know, describing the diet to which the doctor said, 
was like shaking his head like you got to be kidding me like this is not this is not good for you you should not be doing this you need to have a balanced diet with more fruits and vegetables and you know some level of grains and you know Stu's like no but I've lost 20 pounds and the doctor's like and why are you coming here to see me today <laughs> you know <laughs> what what's your issue again your heart's not working the thing that if it doesn't work at all you're going to die um and so the doctor went I'm on to explain that you know though. I'm not just eating like I, I meat. I'm not I'm not saying this applies to you. He is basically eating meat. He has a salad for lunch as well, but he puts meat on the salad. And then for dinner, he'll have like a baked chicken with shrimp on top, with scallops on top of that. Like all he eats is meat. <laughs> he literally, at, at the conference I went to in Austin a few weeks ago, he was out to, you know, one of our, one of the fancy dinners we get to attend. And he got prime rib with a tail of lobster on top with a side of prime rib. I didn't know you could order that as a side at a restaurant. Jeez. I thought it had to be like mashed potatoes or asparagus. No, he got a side of more meat on top of the meat and sea meat that he was already eating as his main course. So the surf and turf with a side of prime rim. Anyway, just to give you an idea of his kind of diet. So as he's, so as he's finishing up this appointment yesterday, the doctor says, listen, we're going to refer you to a cardiologist. We need you to see a cardiologist like very soon. Let's see if we can get a set up an appointment for you. And they call over because the urgent care place is right next to the hospital. And they're like, there's an opening today. And, you know, he was like, great. It was like an hour later. And he didn't go to his appointment. So Why? he comes in today and admits this to because he's afraid of what he's going to find out. Oh. He comes in and admits this to me this morning. And I was like, Stu, I understand having a fear, bro. You're 54 years old. I get it. But you're going to die. <laughs> if you don't go, you're going to drop dead. And then no one, you know, then you have nothing to worry about because you will no longer be of this earth. So myself and my, my uh, co-worker, we basically went in his room and held him hostage. We we're like, you're calling right now and you're rescheduling that appointment for as soon as they can get you in, you fucking moron. And so he did. I think it's, I think it's Thursday. He's going back in. But my point is I'm not, not I'm trying, not trying to knock the keto diet yeah, yeah. or whatever you're doing or whatever anyone out there is doing. But the point is, you know, all these diets that, you know, what I'll call fad diets, because it is a popular thing right now. Sure. It's not all good. There can be drawbacks. Now, he's a smoker. He's out of shape. And he went from eating mostly meat to eating all meat <laughs> and no carbs. That That's his cross to bear, right? That's going to have an impact on him where it's going to clog up his probably already mostly clogged arteries. I'd like to think you're not anywhere near the level that he was at. And so it might work for you, but I think the fact that he was also taking it to the extreme, and with the exception of like romaine lettuce that he has in his salads every day, it was basically all meat that he was eating. Um, you know, I think that might have kind of caught up with him. So, yeah, anyone out there doing any sort of diet, just be careful and, and yeah, talk I mean, to your doctor about it. You know? My my difference is I'm basically just cutting out like sugar and bread. Right. I'm right. still You're obviously I'm not eating vegetables. I'm eating fake meat but I'm right. eating more cheese than I was eating before but I've even I pared that back some um, it's mostly just getting rid of the junk food that I was eating like I'm not eating french right. fries four times a week <laughs> well I'm I, the only reason I was doing that is because our cafeteria like I would pretty much get a sandwich every day and the sides they have are like fruit salad french fries or tater tots and like Fruit salad. Fruit salad. I, yeah. It, I mean, I'm, I'm not doing that now because I'm not getting a sandwich. I'm getting a salad. But, um, right. 
yeah, I'm eating, I'm still eating fruit. And like I said, I'm still having like dairy and vegetables. I'm, I don't feel like I'm yeah. eating unhealthfully. I mean, I could probably no, eat more vegetables and a little less cheese, but. So could everybody. Yeah. I get it. So now you're not, your company's not at the point where that, that cafeteria food is free, is it? Oh God, no. I didn't think so. I was like, we're not selling like the venture capital. I know your company's been established for what three decades, probably, but two. I know if you're making so much money. All right, two decades, so much money that everybody, no all employees, eat. no, no, no. You just have like a debit card takes it out of your check. Yeah, it's like any, any other restaurant. You well, I don't know if it's on purchase food unquote, and you campus. pay for it. Yeah, it's on campus, okay. but I mean, you could walk in there. I don't get a discount. All right, it's just like the I, price of admission. See, that's bullshit. I think you should get a discount. That'd be nice, but it's not the case. Well, what are they going to do? They I do, get, I do get, get free pay. Diet Coke, but... Oh, so beverages are free? No, uh, cups are a dollar, but if you bring your own cup, you can get whatever you want. It's sort of an unwritten oh, rule. Oh, shit. Unlimited! What? <laughs> yeah, it's actually it... better because now I work across the street from the cafeteria. I used to work in, in the same building, like 50 feet so I would pretty Danger! much pound the Diet Coke all day long. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, it's my same issue with having a subway in my building and knowing the manager and the assistant manager. I go down every afternoon and fill up my subway cup with some DDP. Oh, really? It's like my afternoon treat. <laughs> from, 2.30 wait, every day. From the purchase earlier that day or just like you have a subway cup no, that you're always... No, every day. I go there once a week and buy a meal on Thursday. But you get... Beverages but, every day. But Monday through Friday, including Thursday, <laughs> I will go down at 2.30 in the afternoon and fill up my cup. And I go with my heart attack buddy, and he fills up his cup as well. So so is he not, he's not on Subway anymore, I'm guessing? Or does he get a Subway no. without the bread? Nope. He, for a little, at first he tried the, the wraps, but then he did some research and got some false information that told him there was like 45 grams of carb, just just in one of the wraps. Yeah. He's like, well, I can't do that. Tortillas have a lot of carbs. Yeah, or wraps or whatever. No, it's, I, I, I think that's probably is. There's a lot. I think you overshot that. Anyway, so he doesn't, but you can get a salad. Like they make salads, right? You just get lettuce and your meat. They do. They do. And he did that a couple of times, but he agreed with me, which is, I've never had one from Subway, I don't think, but they just don't look good. They like chop them up and the say. employees hate making them, you know, <laughs> I got a salad from Jersey Mike's. So they put down the lettuce and then I I'm I'm veggie, so they just put cheese on top of it. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if you if the Jersey Mike's are like this out there or if you eat at Jersey Mike's ever. They, I do. They put do. a shit ton of oil and vinegar, but they so they put yes, the lettuce they down. They covered it with a blanket of cheese so nothing could penetrate the cheese. Put like some tomatoes, lettuce and onion and pickles because I would like pickles. Right. And then they put the stuff sure. on top, but like, again, it was a blanket of cheese, so nothing got through to the lettuce, so I had to kind of mix it up. But they don't mix it. No. Or chop it or anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, Subway I, chops it. I don't think they had ever it. made one before, to be honest. I was like, what's this? Oh, I was I like, see. what's this tub thing? Is that like a salad? They're like, yeah, it's like a salad. So <laughs> I got that. <laughs> it was very odd. Yeah. If you see the employee like reading the instructions, it means they don't make that very often. That's just a tip from Miracle Scott. At any restaurant, by the way. This is not specific to Jersey Mike's Ooh, or Subway right. or any other places we're talking about. But anyway. All right. All right. So, so that's I'm, a good keto I'm expecting update. 
weight loss to come fast and furious in the next few weeks. Yeah, maybe we'll take next week off from talking about it, and then we'll come back two weeks from today, and you'll be like, I'm back to my original weight, <laughs> which is technically weight loss from this point right now, and then it'll just start shedding off from there. A pound a week. Slothing boom, boom, off. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yes, exactly. You won't be able to contain it. It'll be falling off so fast. So we'll... Uh, but I mean, weight loss is like 90% diet, so that's why I'm surprised. Like, the physical fitness is good, but it doesn't help you lose that much weight. I mean, obviously, if you're crossfitting or doing crazy shit or running like as much right. as you do. An extreme athlete such as myself. I don't know about extreme, but yeah. Yeah. I tell you about the, the 50K I'm doing in September? We'll talk about that next week, too. Sweet. Average of 12,500 feet in elevation. Oh. Good times. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Anyway, I'm an idiot. All right. So, thanks again to our sponsor, Enterprise. We'll pick you up. Um, and also... In our self-driving car. Yes, the self-driving non-Tesla car. When does Uncle Drew open? I really need to get them <laughs> on the pod as a sponsor. I feel like it's right around the corner. I keep seeing commercials for it, but that's probably because I'm watching a lot of NBA talk. Yeah, I've seen the commercial TV, a lot, so. too. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's going to be a sponsor. I feel like that might be one of the movies where all the funniest parts are in the trailer. Oh, I'm positive. I mean, Shaq's in it. We already had this conversation. Anyway. Um, Wait, so thank Sorry, you. just a quick aside. <laughs> yes. Why does the older Shaq have hair, but the younger Shaq does not? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know if Shaq actually can grow hair. I think he shaved his... I mean, in college, he had a shaved head. So I really don't know what the situation is on the dome for Shaq. That's a good point. It's just weird that they like to age him, they gave him like a goofy-ass wig. They gave him gray hair and like a weird... Like, uh, he has a handlebar mustache or something. I, yeah, he looks a little goofy. But it's Shaq. He's going to look a little goofy regardless of what you do. So. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Scott. Not cool. Hey, Kobe, how my ass taste. Anyway. All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the pod. Keep it locked. Check us out on bropodnetwork.com. Lots of updates coming. Todd's going to contribute to the website at some point in 2018. True. We don't know when, but we'll have to check it out. It's so, a surprise. Uh, that's right. Three weeks till my birthday. But until next week, ladies and gentlemen. Peace! Peace!